Welcome to the Future of the Mind, where two seasoned psychotherapists explore topics that bridge science with spirituality and psychology, ultimately uncovering the fundamentals of human behavior. Ever wonder why we do what we do? The answers are more simple and scientific-based than you can imagine. This understanding allows for practical, day-to-day approaches for change. Your hosts are the developers of the therapeutic model, the Soul Happy Technique, and are also authors and co-founders of Soul Happy, a company aimed at healing humanity, one subconscious mind at a time. Hi, welcome. Hello. We are so excited. Today is episode number 11 of our podcast. And I am Tracy Zaboro, one of your hosts. And I am here with my business partner and fellow psychotherapist, Kara Hewitt. Hello, everybody. We're back this week in July. It's hot here in Florida. Right. Really Dark days hot. of summer is what's going on over here. Yeah, yeah. But it's not keeping us from talking about our favorite topics. Right. So we are really excited to kind of expand on uh, last the last podcast, which um, was about atmospheric conditions. And atmos- atmospheric conditions is a phrase that we use to, to kind of explain how we've been programmed throughout our life. Uh, starting in our childhood, to kind of develop into the person that we've become. It's through a series of programming uh, because of our experiences, uh, the dynamics about our family life, uh, society. So if you missed last week's podcast, you might want to, you know, refresh on on atmospheric conditions. It's a a really important um, term that, that we've coined that really establishes you know, how it is we exist in the world and, and most importantly, how we can shift our perspective. And, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today is how, um, actually have an understanding of how that is possible. And when that happens, um, then you can move on in life. And that, that from a therapist's point of view is, is, uh, really vital. For us. Right. That shift in perspective is where a lot of the healing actually takes place. Right. Um, last week, we kind of talked about how if you understand why some of your insecurities exist, why you have some of the insecurities you have, and you understand it more like, think like a scientist, think in terms of like cause and effect, as opposed to, you know, with no judgment, just understand how you were programmed to kind of turn into the person who views the world exactly uniquely the way you do. So if you can use that shift in perspective so you can feel a little bit better about your own self and and address some of your own insecurities, what a great thing to consider doing that with the other people in your life. And those other people in your life could involve, um, you know, right there in your home with your, with your children or with your spouse. So the, the um, the objective here is to look at these individuals and understand, okay, so what were their atmospheric conditions? How were they raised? Um, how were they um, conditioned from birth and on um, to react the way that they do? And from a behavioristic point of view, um, let's, let's just take a, a partner or a spouse. Um, you know, we all get irritated with our, with our, 
husbands, our spouses, our partners. And why, and, and it, what sometimes you trigger and you get angry and you react and, 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 and you want to maybe change that behavior. Well, okay, look at that individual. Um, what made them into the person that they are? You know, maybe just scan back and think about um, what was their childhood like? And we understand that they were conditioned by their environment, by who raised them, by their peers, by their teachers, um, bosses, um, co-workers, that all affects this individual's per perspective, how they view their world. Yeah, I think starting with, say, a spouse or as, you know, a serious you know, a serious relationship, or if, you, if you're not in that situation, somebody that you're close with, maybe right. a sibling, but someone that you're close with. To start there, I think is a great way because, you know, when you really get to know somebody, when you're, when you're in that kind of an intimate relationship with someone, you, you, know, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses. And obviously we all, have, we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses. If you find yourself over and over getting irritated about the exact same weaknesses that your spouse happens to have, isn't that a waste of your own energy and your own time? And so if you can understand where that particular annoyance, you know, what, what, what is the annoyance? Let's say, um, let's say, you know, they come from kind of a negative viewpoint. Let's say they can't help but be being kind of pessimistic and you like to be optimistic mm -hmm. and you've got the pessimism in your home and you're kind of like, Hey, Mr. Grouch, you know, mm -hmm. if you really take the time to try to understand their atmospheric conditions growing up you may find that there was a dynamic that very directly contributed to their negative, their kind of their negativity. You know, maybe it was a very critical parent. Maybe they had a parent who just kind of viewed the world through cynical eyes or a negative kind of way of looking at things. And if you can understand that during their developmental stages in life, uh, like Kara explained last time, we are little sponges and we, we literally are taking everything in before the age of three. Um, we are, we are taking everything in at a level that completely is starting, is completely starting to shape who we are because we're in a different brainwave frequency than when our brain matures further on age four, mm -hmm. five, six, mm -hmm. our brain starts maturing into a higher frequency, the lower frequency allows us to take in every single thing that we're experiencing. And during this frequency, we're being programmed by what's around us in a way that really we become innately, we become innately shaped by that programming. So, so if you, if you look, if you can understand this concept and take it so net last week, we talked about the concept in general and we put a more, um, you know, we talked about how people can on a subway can, can push another. And we talked about how that relates to a non-judgment point of view. So that's the key here is, is if you're able to step out of the role as the um, uh, person who is, is angry or judgmental, you just step out, look at the individual as if they are this person who's been shaped by their environment um, and their way that they were raised. Then, then it allows for the separation of, of uh, 
this, like, let's say like cords are connected of anger. When you are allowed to step out of that, you no longer have that um, distinct connection that keeps you from moving forward in, in that healing process that we talked about. Um, so it's for you. It's not, it's not about them that they have to do their own. They're on their own journey of healing. If, if they are at all, it's about you. And that's, that's the distinctive um, point. I think that uh, want to make here and, th- and then even to take it one step further. So if we want to do a little exercise with, with the listeners, one thing to think about is if uh, let's, let's, if you in your mind can come up with the individual who you would really, really like to just let go of all of that animosity, that anger, that um, jealousy, all of all these negative terms that you, that connect you with this individual. And if you think about it, how, how, first of all, establish what is it in their atmospheric conditions from the time that they were, that they were brought into the world up until now, until adulthood, or even if they're, um, you know, a child, they could be a child or, or an adolescent or a young adult, what has shaped them? Right. Like, let's say it might be like, let's say a boss, an overbearing, yeah. like a real pain in the ass boss, somebody who, you know, just blows off the handle and is so difficult to work with. So no. that's a great one to use because I think we've all had bosses that we, we you know, couldn't stand to be in their presence. And again, that doesn't serve you. You got to go to work or well, you know, hanging on to anger and all that. None of that serves you. Remember, this is about you. It's not about them. But, you know, if you can understand someone's vulnerability, you know, as soon as you see someone in a more vulnerable light, you can, it's funny how you can shift right out of frustration and anger and fear and kind of into a little bit of compassion and understanding. And, and before you know it, really, you can maybe let certain traits just simply go. Um, For instance, you know, we just talked about a a, a boss who can be a, a pain in the butt. Um, you know, a, a bully on the playground in fifth grade or third grade or first grade, often, you know, a pain in the ass boss is just that bully who grew up and now he's a bully as an adult. Mm-hmm. And so bullies, you know, as most of you probably have already figured this out, but, but it's, it's a truly enlightening thing that once I understood it, it was, it was a game changer. You know, bullies are some of the most insecure people in the world. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they're a bully is they're, they're very insecure. And so they lash out as a way of just helping them themselves feel better about themselves. And they don't even realize they, they honestly usually don't have the understanding of why they're even doing what they're doing. Otherwise they would stop themselves. They're human. They have a heart. They have the ability to have compassion, but for some reason they find themselves lashing out. And so a bully where, why is that, where are the vulnerabilities? Where do the vulnerabilities stem from? You know, what makes a bully a bully? Right. So one little exercise. Yeah. One little exercise um, that, that Tracy and I came up with um, years ago along the lines of this concept is to, so how do you do that? How, so if you can imagine using your you got to get, you got to dig in and become creative with this. But, but we, we envision, you know, how, um, how we all used to have those little school chairs that were wooden and um, 
I, we're going to, we're going to just, just say it's a little, like a little school chair, a little red chair. And imagine this little red chair. And even for you listeners out there, if you can come up with this individual in your mind's eye and come up with... Whoever your bully is. Who's your bully? Whoever your bully is. It could be your mother. It could be your father, boss. Mother-in-law. You know, God, our kids bully us. Right. A teenager, (laughs) a teenage uh, girl in your family. Hello. Right, right, right. So if you come up with this individual, let's just single one individual out for for now. And we're going to give you this little visual exercise for you to do. Come up with this individual and go back to that little red wooden school chair. Let's think of that chair in the middle of a pasture with just, just grass, nothing around it. And that chair Let's blow it up to make it huge, like really, really big. And you have your individual sitting in that chair in the middle of the field, all by him or herself, nothing around them, no support, nobody looking after them. Just imagine them. Huge. And, And picture the perspective of they're just little. They're they little. Them perched in the chair, their feet are dangling, their feet can't touch the ground. The chair so this, so this massive big chair and this little person, seemingly little, even though they might be adult size, sitting in this chair. Feet don't even touch the ground. They're just kind of flailing. And then imagine this individual with all these conditioned, atmospheric conditions coming into their to their, to their realm, such Almost, like a, a, maybe face like a of, little bubble. Yeah. Think of the bubbles of, of a parent, one parent, two parents, teachers. Almost siblings. like little cartoon bubbles around them of what's all the, yeah. Good. All these little, all these little bubbles all around them. And then they have these talking faces and they're ridiculing them or they're telling them what to do, or they're telling them they're not good enough or they're telling them they're not loved. And all of those conversations are going on at the same time. So this little bratty boss is sitting with his power suit, but his feet are dangling. He's a little, he's just a little tiny thing in this huge scenario. So he's in his power suit and you're picturing his little bratty little face. But really, if you really are picturing, okay, now there's his mom. And his mom is really tough on him. And his mom is screaming at him and yelling at him. And the negativity, the criticisms that are coming at him are he's almost like cowering with her little bubble. Then maybe picture, and this is, you know, you might need to know a little bit about their background in order to really understand this. But we all have insecurities. We all do. And they all stem from our programming. But our programming, the, the programming is unique. The insecurities are not unique. It's a human condition that we all have. And we our all insecurities have are what make us act in fear and what often make us whatever, say shit that comes out of our mouth and then we feel bad about it. Um, so imagine, you know, Karen and I were kind of teasing. I mean, we don't want to get political here, but imagine Donald Trump in his little Navy suit and his red tie and he's, you know, sitting there <laughs> and his father is um, maybe really, you know, his expectations of his father, who's a pretty mighty, uh, very domineering, very successful man, um, maybe his expectations were overbearing. 
So, you know, you picture a vulnerable little Donald Trump with his feet dangling and he's in this big red chair and his father is, you know, interacting with this little this little version of Donald saying, saying whatever. You know, we don't really know what the dynamic might be, but the dynamic could be that they had a very overbearing, very a father who expects an awful lot, huge expectations. Kara, you brought this up last, last time, but you had a father that had huge expectations of you. That yeah. kind of yeah. demanding parent can, you know, the pressure, the point here is that, remember, this isn't about judgment. This is how were you programmed so the experiences that you have when you have a parent who is very demanding right. a parent who has high expectations of you you know a lot of pressure this is how you're programmed so mm -hmm. all of a sudden you have a right. vulnerable a vulnerable little Kara a vulnerable little Donald Trump <laughs> I mean a vulnerable <laughs> you know little bossy pants boss who you can't you know who's mm -hmm. frustrating you or annoying you or intimidate trying to intimidate you so I've actually done this exercise with um, my father, who's now deceased, but, but for me, there was a lot of um, uh, connection there with my insecurities. So I actually did this exercise with my father and, and you know, it really helped me shift my perspective. And, and I would invite all of our listeners to do the same because remember, this is so key. This is not about forgiveness. This is not about um, what we've been told we have to forgive and therefore we can move on. Well, this is not about that. This is being able to view them in a way where you can then see them differently. And when it's you do, you. it's about you. And that's the difference. That's the difference. Kara, so, I, did, um, I did this exercise as well. And I did it with my mother-in-law mm -hmm. who who right. I just couldn't quite bond with. And I felt very, mm -hmm. such a distance from her. And mm -hmm. uh, I guess a critical, you know, I felt, I felt judged often and, mm -hmm. and there was a critical, um, there was a critical factor there in our relationship. And I, I think that um, we are often so focused on how can we shift so that the, that relationship is better? How can I bond with her better? No, yeah. this, the, the purpose of this is so that I can feel better about myself in that relationship. So for instance, if that relationship was making me feel kind of insecure or somehow making me, you know, just not feel great about myself mm -hmm. and maybe thinking negative things towards her, the point here and the shift in perspective here was to have a new appreciation for some of her own vulnerabilities that make her um, stay, stay distant Mm -hmm. And I actually really understood it as like a vulnerability. It's easier for her to stay a little bit distant and not engage too much because it's not comfortable for her. And when I thought of it as a vulnerability on her part, it's funny how it didn't, it, it didn't make me feel as bad about the lack right. of a bond. It made right. me feel more like I understand it. Right. This really wasn't so much about me and whether she really just doesn't like me or, or feels critical of me. That, that's not even the point because she maybe didn't like me. I mean, that's not the point here. The right. Point Again, here. it's not about the other person. It's right. about you. It's about you and it's the shift. Um, it so helped me. I mean, it helped. It actually, it helped. First of all, when I thought of her as vulnerable, I no longer thought of her in a, more of a negative. Look, none of us like to be judging others. I, right. I didn't even like that about myself, that I would think kind of negatively right. 
Right. So instead, when I think of her and her vulnerabilities, I can think of her in a way of almost like compassion for another human. Another right. human who also has her own insecurities and her own reasons to maybe stay a little bit guarded. And then it suddenly just opened up. It was easy. I, had, I no longer had expectations. I also right. no longer needed to worry about what that said about how she felt about me. It, it just didn't matter. Actually, yeah, this this little red chair or this big red chair, little red that turns into this big red chair in the middle right. of a pasture. It just it seems a little far fetched, but it's it's really powerful. And I really? I would I would um, really recommend. You know, you may have a lot of people. You've got a you may you may have people in line in that pasture waiting to sit so that you can examine them and look at their atmospheric conditions and these little bubbles around their head to determine what it is that shaped their reality and what, how they react in the world in a, in a way that is um, antagonistic or violent or, or, or angry or whatever it is that, that that individual is. But remember, this is about you. It's about, it's about understanding and tapping into your own compassion for individuals that affect your world in a negative way. And, and ultimately, let's hope that the, you know, that the real goal here is that you find that you're able to have some compassion for yourself, understanding your own atmospheric conditions, yeah. and have compassion for the people in your life who have you know, some compassion for understanding their own atm atmospheric conditions for the people who have caused you some, you know, some of your own grief. And it can be an, anything from <clears throat> general annoyances all the way up to you know, somebody really has maybe really kind of wronged, you know, done you yeah. wrong, or, you right. know, maybe there's been some, you know, some real trauma involved. Um, each of those people who inflict trauma um, or just inflict annoyances, you know, general annoyances all the way up to trauma, they, they have their reasons that make them act the way they act. And it all has to, it all stems from how they've been programmed. So as somebody who, who, you know, goes out into the world and abuses others, are they a monster? I mean, that's kind of how we've looked at them, I guess. We you can't help but think that way. But let's take that judgment aside and let's not think of them as a monster. Often, um, as Karen, I know, being in the field, working with um, clients for decades, uh, and a lot of people come in with past abuse, whether it's sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental, you know, Absolutely. emotional abuse. That's a lot of what we end up dealing with. And, and, and it never fails. When you really get into the history, an abuser is somebody who has always been abused. And then they, they've been programmed and their atmospheric conditions then make it such that they then lash out. And a big part of what we used to work on is don't continue that cycle. Be the person who was abused, who's now not going to abuse your own, whatever, your own family members. So that's a big part of, we don't want to continue a cycle. What we're really trying to do is now that we know these, you know, from more modern terms now, and now that we understand more about all this, um, what we're really trying to do is break the programming, understand the programming and shift your perspective about it and then actively change your own. Right. Very, very, very powerful stuff. And we hope that you will take this little visual tool we've given you today. Um, and again, it's just about healing. It's about moving on. It's about seeing the world differently from a new perspective. And it's very, very possible to do that.
So give and, it a try um, and, um, yeah, do. and, and take the time to actually do the visual and do it in a quiet time and space and give yourself 10, 15, 20 minutes to actually picture those little cartoon bubbles around that big, huge chair and that little, yeah. little bully sitting in the middle. Right. That's right. Okay. So that's going to be it for today. We want you to check out our website, soulhappy.com. And, and uh, we're going to keep putting these, these topics out there for you to, um, to uh, look at and, and get a, get a great, great insight from them. So, and we're going to continue to put out more information on our website, um, some blogs and, um, more in social media you can check us out facebook and instagram as well so engage and tell your friends okay have a great day bye-bye